Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of Earth and Body Ecosystems, where we explore our bodies and the connection to the Earth surrounding us. Today's special is because I am a member of the AWLS, which is from Rama Institute. It's a Kundalini Yoga, and our mentor, Guru Jagat, passed away on August first at a very young age at 41 and so we wanted to talk about it and talk about our experiences and why this person she had such a dynamic being and presence and she had a lot to teach the world and she left a wealth of teachings behind and I think the more people that are exposed to this the better so I'm going to tell you how I got involved I'm not really, I'm not the typical yoga person, but I've, I was looking for yoga. I had done yoga on and off. I had done belly dance and I was really searching for yoga. And <laughs> this is kind of funny. I kept seeing myself in white and I couldn't figure out why. And <laughs> I'm, I don't wear white very well. <laughs> it's not usually my color, but anyway, I digress. So I have been watching um, Carrie Cassidy and Project Camelot for a long time. And she was interviewing this woman, Guru Jagat, as she came to be known by. And I was intrigued from the moment she opened her mouth. I'm like, she does not look, she did not look like the typical yoga, very voluptuous, very full figured woman. And I'm like, here she is doing yoga, speaking with Cassidy, for those you don't know, you would call alternative news, okay? Fridge, might, some might call it, but I don't, to me, that's another aside. But I'm like, who is this woman? How come I haven't heard of her before? I mean, I was just like, God smacked is the only word I could come up with. There was something magnetic about her past personality and she was a yogi. And I'm like, well, I'm looking, I'm looking for a yoga program. And to be quite honest, I probably would not be the kind to walk into a yoga studio and say, let me do yoga. Cause where's a chair? I need a chair. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, virtual this is perfect for me nobody's kind of nobody's going to be judging me I can do my own thing do it in my own way figure out you know there's a lot of ways to do things even if you're sitting in a chair so I dove in and I looked into Rama and I started with the um just a basic membership. And then I got more involved with Rama Live and then more, and then I got more involved and I talked with one of the administrators and then I, she recommended Aquarians Women's Leadership Society. And so that's, that's how I got involved. And it was actually December in, uh, last year. So, for seven months, I started practicing, not daily, it's still my goal, but practicing when I could, finding a lot through the breath work, finding a lot through the meditation, because Kundalini yoga is all encompassing. It's not just 
a physical workout, it's me- I would say encompasses all your, bo- your bodies. It's actually 10 bodies. But when we think about the mental, the physical, the emotional, and the spiritual bodies, that covers it all. So that was like really I am. And so on these calls, we really got to know Guru Jagat. We got to know a little bit about her personally, but really about her persona and how compassionate she was, how sure she was of her mission. And it was really kind of modernizing yoga and bringing it into the Aquarian age, as a lot of people like to call it now. So that's how I found my way. And I'm going to let these other two young ladies speak and tell me, let us know how they found their way to Kundalini Yoga. And then we need to delve in more to what working with Guru Jagat on a personal level has meant. So I'm going to ask Mao Ling to go first because she is also an AWLS. And then we will hear from Amber. Mao Ling? Uh, so I, um, so it's actually kind of funny the way I kind of found Rama and found um, and got to know Guru Jagat. So I've actually been, I started Kundalini around 2012 or maybe end of 2012, beginning of 2013. And it was um, through a woman called Gabby Bernstein. And she, I went to her, it was an event. And before this, I've never meditated in my life. Um, all I thought about meditation was it wasn't for me. I wasn't really um, into just sitting still and doing nothing because that was something that I couldn't do. <laughs> and then um, I went to this event that was hosted by Gabby Bernstein. And then um, she had a group meditation. And then I started to cry. And then from then on, because I felt something just touched my heart and the moon mantra was going on. And all we did was just sat, we, we sat there and I said, wow, I didn't even know what it was until later on, I found out it was Kundalini yoga. So I started my practice. Um, then I would go after work. I would take some classes at the yoga studio. Then um, around 2018, um, I was uh I overheard a group of people. They started talking about somebody in an unpleasant way and they didn't say who it was. So all I did was overheard. And then I went to a different group and the other group was saying, oh, they're talking about Guru Jacket. And I had no idea who this woman is. I'd never heard of her. So I looked her up. I'm going to go online. I said, you know, why are they saying all these things about this woman? I'm, I'm curious. So I looked it up and I end up loving her. I'm looking at her page and I'm seeing this woman and she was just, um, she's really radiant, first of all. And I really, really admire that. I can, I see it right away. I can see it through the screen on my, on my phone and it felt like she didn't, you know, she didn't give a crap of, you know, what other people think about her. She just expresses the way she's like, this is me. And I love that about her. And it was something that I want for myself to be able to fully express who I am, where the fear of other people and not liking 
what I say or my opinions. After all, it is my expression of me. So I started to follow her and I said, I, I really, you know, like what this woman has to say. So I started to follow her. And then um, when she was in New York, I took a class at Rama and this was 2019. That was my first class ever at um, taking class with her in person because I wanted to feel what her energy felt like. And when I was there during the class, I felt really, really good. It was, it was, it felt like this enveloping, like all encompassing, really soothing energy. And it felt like super, super safe. The container was really strong. And when I left, I felt like I, I saw stars. It's as if like my, my wishes or desire, I can literally just pull it down and manifest it. I didn't know what they were then really, but it just felt like that to me. I felt really, really good. And I said, wow, this is really amazing. I really love her energy. And then 2020 happened, um, pandemic happened and we were all on lockdown. So I think at that time I was getting a lot more emails from Rama and then a lot of the stuff went online. So then I started doing Kundalini yoga online and it was really good. A lot of the things I listened to a lot of the Guru Jagas lecture, a lot of things that she says, um, I would start doing them. And when I did them, I manifest them, even though I was home and there was, I wasn't going out, but I started releasing a lot of stuff that's within me and I'm starting to attract things. And I said, wow, this is really amazing. And I, I really, really love her. And I'm, I'm actually, I really miss her. She's not here in human form. Amanda, your story. Yeah, thank you, Meowling, for sharing. That was a really lovely story, and just how um, connected you are, you were with her, and taking in-person classes. That's something mm -hmm. I was never able to do, but um, I actually kind of came to it at a similar time in end of 2019. Um, I had been kind of in the yoga scene. Um, I had done a yoga teacher training in about 2017 and then Reiki trainings and all types of um, everything within that sphere. I did a little bit of, I read cards, I do all types of things. So I was very much in that space and I was um, had a great community um, in New York on Long Island where I was living at the time. And um, in end of 20 or mid 2019, um, I moved to Ohio where I am now to start grad school. And so I kind of left my community behind and um, I had been in grad school for a semester. And then at the very end, my final review, um, you know, just after working harder than, you know, putting in more hours than I had ever put in kind of in a very long time, if probably the most ever I'd put in. Um, I had a total um, panic attack, anxiety attack um, in my in my review as I was presenting, and um, I had kind of let my practice slip in my in school because just I was so busy and the program was so demanding. It was such a high pressure, um, and I'm in a, a design school, so if you kind of know like the architecture, I'm in landscape architecture, but it's very similarly high pressure, um, and and just a lot of kind of putting in your time and, and kind of that, that whole um, workaholic ethos is very um, prevalent. So I had totally collapsed under all this pressure. And I realized that I, I was gonna need something different and that 
the Ashtanga and the yoga I was doing before wasn't necessarily serving me now because that would physically exhaust me, but I needed meditation. I needed um, something that would give me energy. I needed to kind of mentally um, be present and kind of be able to kind of get through my day and be productive. And I, I was quickly realizing how much more life was demanding of me, not only from grad school, but side jobs. And, you know, I had, was in a serious relationship at this time, kind of just um, building that relationship. So all around, <laughs> I was feeling the pressure and I really needed more. And I was like, okay, I, I knew of Rama. I knew of Guru Jagat. I had listened to her podcast and that was about it. And I had done mm -hmm. Kundalini before then just through my community. So I was familiar with, with the energy and I knew it was different, but I had done a couple classes here and there and never really stuck to anything. End of 2019, I signed up for Rama TV. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I think this is going to work for me. And um, I also did what I could. It wasn't an everyday thing, but I would do a full class. Sometimes I would do 20 minutes, but, you know, just listening to her lectures was huge for me, listening to her podcast on my drive to, to school, things like that. And um, she so deeply inspired me. She, she, her whole, one of her, her biggest messages that I would took away from, from all of it is that, you know, th with this added pressure, you know, it's not even about surviving is one part of it, but you can really use that to thrive. And this whole idea of like thriving in higher and higher pressure where the stakes are just getting higher and higher. And you can really, you know, if you, if you kind of learn how to use your energy and how to kind of, um, yeah, just tap into either what you have inside you or kind of shape things you can, you can, thrive you can be victorious and so she gave me this mantra of victory and using that just as an internal mantra and the other mantra she gave me was keep up she would always say this and it was, it was kind of her personal philosophy but she was always on it running her businesses and um that was what she lived by she was like you know just do your daily thing and if you can do a little bit extra but but just just do something that keeps you going and just kind of keeping up and so I loved that she was, she wasn't the yogi that was like, well, just meditate all day in a cave. And that's how mm -hmm. you reach enlightenment. It was, she was very grounded in the fact that, okay, this is a householder tradition. This is something that you do when you have a family, you have to run a house, you have responsibilities, you have to kind of carry the pressure of the world. This gives you that strength. Like this is something that you can use in that way. And so I just, went into the rabbit hole and that was kind of end of 2019. I got deeper in during the pandemic. I was like, I need more of this. And she was kind of teaching, no, we all need more of this and mm -hmm. um, kind of just giving us more meditations. And, um, and so I had been, you know, since, since then I've been pretty consistent. And then I did the, um, you know, just tuned in online um, to all different types of events, the um, festivals, the Rama festivals, the solstice events, tune into things like that. But um, yeah, I had always wished I had done um, Aquarian Women Leadership and um, even some of her, I wish I had made it to kind of her studio in person um, while she was around. But yeah, there's, there's so much that can be said. <laughs> yeah, I wish I get, I'm shy, but I would have really liked to have met. And I feel I was fortunate enough that uh, I think one of the second to last um, commune call, I was able to speak with her directly. 
And so I really took away a lot from that, especially in re retrospect, right? Um, one of the things she said to me was about my wisdom. And she said, the wisdom just, we can, I, it can, you can tell, she says, it just oozes with you. And I was talking about, you know, my podcast, the podcast with my friend and, you know, you know, that I feel like I have something to share. And, and so she real that real, I needed to hear that in that moment. Um, cause I struggle, I struggle. I'm an older woman and I still struggle with things and I've struggled through the yoga because it's bringing up so much stuff that I thought I had really cleared out. And I think in a lot of ways I had, but it hadn't been cleared out of the body. It was, you know, I feel like it had cleared out from the mind and some of the etheric areas, but by my, my the physical body was still holding on to a lot of traumas and stuff. So it really helped me clear that out. Um, I want to tell everybody that the teachings are more than just yoga. Her teachings are about life, living in this age. Um, she always had, um, like she said, lectures and talks and also classes that involved yoga and meditation, but also action steps. You know, not just talking about what, you know, things that you um, want to manifest, but the action steps to make it happen. She gave us action steps. And we're working now in AWS on the path of creativity. And it was something you brought up pressure that you can thrive under pressure. And that's one of the things she talked about in the most recent video was pressure versus time. You know, do you have a deadline? Mm -hmm. The more pressure sometimes, the more you're going to get things done. And I've right. known that my whole life. If I have a deadline, I'm more apt to get something done than if I don't have a deadline. I will make that deadline. And somebody's in the like online or something said that they do better for somebody else. And I do too. If my deadline involves other people, I'm going to get it done. But if the deadline's just for me, I'm very good at procrastinating. And so sometimes that pressure is what drives us to accomplish what we need to accomplish. So um, Mao Wing, I would like to ask you, what is the biggest thing? Because I think Amanda said that, that you take away from, um, that you learned from spending some time in her, her online classes. What I've, um, what I have, the biggest thing that I've learned was um, that it, when I was practicing Kundalini before I met Guru Jagat, I was just practicing it as a way to relieve my stress. And that was it. I didn't know how to utilize the technology further. I, I had no idea and I, I wasn't taught um, in a practical way. So then when I met Guru Jagat and I was taking the classes online and listening to her, to her lectures, she was able to teach us, okay, this is the set of Kriyas. And then after this, then you follow these certain steps. And there were practical steps. And when I did follow them, things that I wanted begin to flow. So I said, oh, this is how I can use it in a practical way. I didn't know how to use it before. And this opened up a big door for me. I said, wow, this is extremely powerful 
technology. I didn't know that before. It was just a practice to release my stress and anxiety. That was what it was. But now it's, it has become more of a way of living um, that I would, she was able to give me this, this perspective. And this was um, by the end of, of 2020, I was starting to feel, well, I'm really solid. You know, I'm 100% following her and like, you know, really loving her guidance. And then by 2021, I was taking more of her intensive um, courses. They were with uh, Immense Grace. And there were two courses, one in, in February and one in March. And it was like a weekend long, like four days. One of them was like two days. The other one was four days. And it was really amazing. Um, I was able to um, release a lot of the stuff that I had, like things that took maybe years to release a little bit. Like this just felt like somebody just whacked me with something and then, it, and then everything just, it was like a major purge. And it was just me by myself at home, just doing these um, technology on, on Zoom. Yeah. yeah, and just listening <laughs> to her talk, and and I feel like um uh like she she's able to. I felt like a sense of protection, even though um you know um she's not you know here in my apartment or anything, but it was almost like she had this this set um like she protects all of her almost like she was mama bear, and she protected all of her babies. <laughs> that's that's what. <laughs> feels like and and I love that that type of feeling because I felt so safe she want to say add something Amanda yeah no I was just gonna say I feel like that um mama bear is so accurate and I related to that a lot when she, when I had found out that she had passed that I um actually the night before so like the last day of July um, I had this very strong dream, very clear, very vivid dream. And I, um, I often get a lot of very strong dreams, but this was, um, this was one that really stood out to me. And um, I had met her in this dream and it was a huge party and I, she had thrown this huge party and I got invited and um, she was there with all her people and I got to talk to her and I, I felt like, wow, I finally met her. We had a really good conversation. I told her who I was. And she just gave me this huge sense of validation in this dream where she said, you know, like you're, you're doing great. Like, it sounds like everything you're doing is super interesting and, you know, super progressive and helping the world in this way, kind of in line with, um, you know, her missions and, you know, I'm doing my little specific part, but she really affirmed me. And, um, she said, just, you know, just keep it up. And, um, I woke up that day and I was like, wow, I need to, I want to get more into this Kundalini. I, I need to like, really, I want to up my practice. Um, and then the next day I, had, I found out that she had died the next, the next morning I woke up to that news. Um, and yeah, it hit me so hard and I was so shocked at how upset I was. And then just looking at the community, I feel like everyone was just as, shocked and so emotionally and so grieving and everyone was like I wouldn't I never met her and I wouldn't have thought I would feel this way but I felt like my my feeling there was that she she was that that guiding that that mama bear who is you know leading us all into these realms that are you know into kind of bringing us information that's very fringe or very um 
this whole technology that, you know, you don't access this in a, in a normal vinyasa class in the mainstream yoga. This is not what you're getting, but she gave us these tools. This is like, she was leading the, the pioneers in a way. And I felt like, yeah, I feel like she was, she was the mama bear of that ship. And she was, um, she was the captain of that ship. And um, yeah. It's funny for me, I, it's my age. I, I'm, I'm almost in my birthday. I'll be 59. So for me, that mama bear is kind of like uh, not really working for me, but I would say as a <laughs> sister, more of a sister type, like I could see her as a sister that yeah. like, uh, and, and, and I don't call myself a follower of anything because again, probably my age, I've been around a while, <laughs> but I, I feel like I learned something from everybody I encounter. I can learn something. I can take something away from walking along. And I, I, I put it down that, um, wrote it down in our group that I felt like I was able to walk beside her, not necessarily follow, but walk beside her for those seven months that I was, um, I'm going to say it now because it seems like it now, a privilege to meet this the, her, her aura, her energy, you know, like you said, it was, I can understand, you know, you seeing her like the mama bear, um, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, but definitely she had that energy of protection and that she, her compassion. And so maybe I, I, I kind of want to touch, um, and I'll give a couple examples too, of how people with such a dynamic, strong personality, because you said something, Mowing, about that. Um, when they, somebody has such a personality like that, people either love them or hate them. You know, they, they come under a lot of criticism. And I didn't see this for her, but uh, I can think of a couple of examples of people I have met in my life. And um, one of them is uh, Susan Weed, who grew a jagged interviewed. So it's kind of ironic. But uh, I went to do her apprenticeship and I was told, you know, that, uh, that, uh, um, sorry about that, that she, you know, oh, you don't want to study with her. She's, you know, she, she comes across all nice in little workshops, but if you go, you know, spend time with her, you're going to, you know, and I'm like, well, that's their opinion. I want to make my own opinion. And, and um, I will say they were kind of right, <laughs> but I did learn something from that. You know, I learned like I respected some of her opinions, but I don't take everything she says to heart. You know, I've learned that you can't, there are things that you can take away and there's just things that you had. And she does have that. And she and other women I know um, that I've worked with and worked for have worked known people that worked with the other yoga professionals that they have this dynamic personality, but yet sometimes when you really get to know them, they drive you nuts. You know, they really have this thing where they really know how to push your buttons. Right. And I can see where Guru Jagat could be that way, that for some people, she would really push their buttons and, you know, but what I liked about her and what I, I admire still and Susan Wien and the other people that I know is that they're sure in them who they are. 
they do not let anybody else waver them. And they don't really, I think they care on some level, but it's not important to them to make anybody happy. They're more focused on what they feel their mission is and what they need to do. And if people don't like it, then they can find somebody else to teach them. So I was wondering if you guys wanted to add, because I, like I said, I've never heard anything about Guru Jagat. I just kind of jumped in and then I wouldn't listen to that anyway, because I like to form my own opinion. I was wondering what, if you wanted to say anything about that, any of you. Yeah, I would, I would jump in. I'm sure Meow, Meow Lang has some opinions as well, but she, um, I mean, she, she talked about that quite directly mm -hmm. where she um, said, you know, you almost have to be, she, she was like, if you're going to really achieve this and you're going to, you know, you, you are going to rub people the wrong way. And she talked all the time about how this is on the polarity planet, that this is part of the gig. You can't get one without the other that like, you know, arise this way, you know, it has to, on some level, um, balance. And she just didn't give any airtime to it. Basically, she kind of, you know, in a, in a very humorous way. And I think that was one of her greatest um, attributes. One of the things I loved about her that was that really drew me in was her sense of humor and just her, um, yeah, her confidence and her, um, you know, she said, no one's gonna, you know, I'm, I know my mission and no one's going to take me off it. And I'm just, you know, she was just here working towards that. And um, she was well aware of that. And she, um, she also kind of talked about like, you know, if you're working for someone or, or if you're um, just in relationship, I remember this one of her relationship messages um, or lectures that she would say, you know, you can kind of tune into what, what the person you're, you're engaging with wants to have a bigger experience of, and then you can kind of amplify that. And so mm -hmm. I took that and put that in my back pocket and said, because I think she, you know, she understood how to work with that on a very practical kind of business level where she would kind of, she would give people what they need, but then she would definitely demand what she needed, probably stronger, you know, to make her business run. And um, I, I, I think she's just, she's such a role model as a business leader and as a thought leader. And as, um, you know, as I said, a pioneer, because you can't, you can't, um, you know, progress something without having the backlash. And she also said that, um, 33% will love you. 33% will hate you. 33% won't care. And so she, she kind of like had a lot of numbers and hard figures and a lot of kind of like, um, you know, not, not that they're hard rules, but almost like relationship. She was very good at kind of understanding relationship and why, you know, if, if it's going to be, but basically you can't, what I took is that you can't run something so big and so successful and so impactful without, um, you know, without the other side, without the, the rub of it, as she would say, and she mm -hmm. kind of acknowledged that, um, I think Yogi Bhajan also had, you know, there's, there yes. is going to be controversy because it is such a powerful and impactful practice and just mission that she was, she was on. Yeah. I think her mission even though she left and she um, she did it in such a short period of time. When yeah. I realized how short she grew Rama from yeah. what, 2012, I believe. Yeah. Friggin' amazing. That is unheard of in business to grow so right. big and around the planet, you know, around the world, three New York, 
Venice and Mallorca. Um, amazing. Um, so yeah. And I would say, unfortunately, even though she left us early, she did complete her mission. She got this off the ground. And now it's our turn to carry. And I'm trying to figure out somebody my age, how I can carry this mission forward. But I'm going to do my best, you know, right? <laughs> I feel well, like I think I you're doing it. it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, I you have so. a podcast, you have your your way of um, getting it out. So it's, it's fledgling, but, you know, we, we, I, <laughs> I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep on going. So, Maoling, I'm sure you had something to say. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, yeah. In um, 2020, I, in the beginning of the year, I always um, do like a little bit of journaling. And then I would come with either a word or a phrase that I go by for the year. And my phrase, um, actually the word, was integrity for me. So I wanted to do things that was integ of integrity to me, right? Of to show up in my truth. And it was something that I was, I've been struggling with all my life because I didn't have any examples of it. I didn't have any good examples. I had some examples, but they weren't really solid examples. And then when I um, met Guru Jagat, she was the most solid person that I know, even to this day, I know she's, she's not around anymore, that really stood in her integrity, regardless of what other people said, or, or if anyone tried to sway her this way or that way, whether they complimented her or they said something that's not pleasant, she still knew who she is. She wasn't swayed by compliment or, or, or something that was said that was critical to her. And that is something that I deeply admire that showed so much strength in her. And I said, wow, okay, this is what it looks like. I was looking for something or someone um, to, to give me an example of, of that, you know? And then, and then when I met Guru Jagat, I said, okay, she... I could tell she is a really good example of that. And it was almost like um, I had like a needle of, of my own, like, you know, within me, you know, when, when I'm showing up a certain way, I said, okay, is this how I want to show up? So I always have this, um, I know what it feels like um, when Guru Jagat shows up as she is. So I always put myself in that sort of feeling so that I can stay in, in that integrity. So, you know, this, this is not even like taking any of her classes. This is just by the way she's showing up, you know, to, to, to the world. So um, that alone, I mean, just, just that, you know, without even me taking any of her classes or, or even me, let's say, not knowing anything about Kundalini, just picking up that essence was 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 good. It was good enough. She taught me a lot just just by that alone. And I and I could tell because um, uh, in in May, Guru Jaya came to New York for a Memorial Weekend, and. I was so excited to take her class because I wanted to thank her. I was this little girl, oh my God, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I go up to her, right? And I was telling her all the amazing things that she had taught that I loved because I was able to utilize it and manifest. And she just stood strong and solid in her. Like she wasn't swayed by my compliment. You know, she said, that's really awesome. You know, you do you, 
and and she and she's right about that you know and i love and i love that that that, that was that um she stood in her i guess integrity in her, her truth yeah and, and, and her power is another way yeah. yeah she said you know i teach this because it's my mission to teach she knows what her mission is and it, you know and it helped you that's amazing now you have your own mission to do you know basically that that's that's what you know her essence and and that was what she was telling me and and it was great yeah. like um like even though i i do follow her and i say that word she's not looking for she's not looking for followers either you know? right she's just mm-hmm. These are the teaching. Now use it, and now go and change the world, or, or you know, find your dharma. You know, yeah. and, and that's great. And I feel like that's an that's a great teacher. Right. She said, every, "All of us are leaders. Yes. We all need to step up and be leaders." And mm-hmm. I find it interesting that what we were working on was legacy and destiny. So, and all you know, what are you? What's your like when you leave? this plane, what is your legacy and live your destiny? So, you know, that was, you know, looking back now, right? That's very profound. And she also talked about, I noticed um, death a lot that, you know, that, and I noticed that and I'm like, oh, stop talking about that, you know? And then to have, you know, have an ax, you know, people don't know she, um, uh, fell and broke her ankle when she was in Germany and then she flew back to the States to have surgery. And sometimes this can happen. Um, it's rare, but it does happen. Um, develop blood clots and that's, you know, pulmonary embolism is what they call it. And so um, for me, it was very sad. Um, I don't know. I guess I could, I'll share this, but um the evening before she passed, they put out um, a call to pray for her, and it was Wahe Guru Ram Das. And I was being on the East Coast last time, so I'm listening to things. I'm laying down, you know. It's that time in evening, and um, I'm laying there, and I'm listening to the chanting and going into the state because I'm also trained in Reiki and long distance ceiling. And I remember, and I went into that space and I went to her and I'm like, the gist of it, I won't go into the details, but I saw what was happening within a body. And I said, I can't heal this. This can't be healed. And wow. I got him. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> Um, and I, and I heard a voice, uh, her voice, very soft and she could be soft at times. Um, and she says, don't worry, you're a great healer. This, it's not a, nothing to do. You know, this is, and I think I'm sure there was other things said, but I don't really remember, but I remember thinking, oh, and then I woke up to a call, which is what you chant when somebody has passed. And I'm like, no, I'm like, even though I knew I didn't want to believe it, I didn't want to believe it. I'm like, no, no, even though I'd had that experience and I had this knowing and I knew inside, I was like, 
know until somebody actually confirmed it. And I'm, and I'm like, so it wasn't like a shock, shock, but it was like, oh, this is so sad because to me at 41, you're just getting your stride, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the time where you really have figured, although she knew, I think she knew in her 20s what her mission was but I mean usually you're just figuring out who you are you're getting in your stride you're you're pretty confident and you you get to that point where you don't really care about what other people think and you really become yourself and I'm just like oh she had so much to give but then I looked at the body of work she's left behind and it's amazing the recording she's left behind I think for generations to come will be just like with Yogi Bhajan, they've been, will be mm-hmm. sifting through all this material that she's left for us and left for. And I think those of us who were touched personally by her while she was alive, really had that sense to carry for what our own personal mission is. Um, and that's what she would want us to do is to carry for us our own personal mission because we don't all have the same thing. It's probably, I think it's all a little similar because we're all we're drawn into this space. So I think it's, uh, it's similar, um, but it's definitely to step up as leaders. And um, I know because of this experience, I need to really step up to the plate and I have been, but I can see where I need to step up even more. And the worst thing for me is having the self-confidence. So I always like that fear puts the brakes on and I gotta get through that because life is short, right? We never know how much time we have. So anything you either wanna add or- Well, I resonate a lot with everything you just said from, you know, her passing the baton. And actually I, uh, was kind of reflecting the days after her passing on, on it and what the feeling was like. And, um, you know, the passing the baton, like it's accurate, but I was, the visual that came to my mind was that her passing was almost like, you know, and for, for lack of a better uh, metaphor that, that came to me in the moment, but, um, almost when the, you remember when the Titanic sunk in the movie and it went down with such a force that it kind of sucked everything down with it. And then everything kind of pops back up. I felt a similar way, but she was, she was going up and she, her, her power and everything. She sucked us all up with her in this way of like, come on, like rise, step up to the, and I felt that so much that I need to step up. I felt that after that dream that, okay, I need to step up into my, into my mission, into embodying what I need to do more. And I need to level up my practice, et cetera, et cetera. I felt like her death shook, shook me so much and shook, shook the whole community so much that it was such like a rupture that kind of echoed out this wave of energy that we all kind of were like oh my goodness now now I have to and so she in her passing and almost created all this this mushroom cloud of, of room for everyone else to kind of everyone's bubbling up and coming together and that's what I saw happening in the community in the Facebook page and everyone was active people were connecting in a way that they weren't before and Miao Ling and I connected after this and we we had talked and we're like wow like look at in the wake of her death 
and the wake, like the wake of an ocean, it's created so much. Everyone kind of got this creative burst and there was so much art made and there's so much, so much of what's happened, what we're doing right now, just tribute to her dedication and everyone was sharing their stories. And, and I felt like the community all realized, okay, now we, now we're, we have to come up to this level a little bit more so that we can kind of continue and people below, you know, people can follow, um, or not necessarily follow, but kind of come after us. Um, so, so that was how I felt about it. And I just resonated with, you know, everything you said about kind of, you know, the stepping in it and the self-confidence, because I think that's what she, you know, meowing when you were talking about her integrity, I think to a certain extent, you know, you can almost kind of equate her self-confidence there because, you know, for her to be so confident that she's not shaken by the compliments or she's not shaken by the, um, you know, the hate or the stuff online. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's one of the things that I, I really want to continue to learn from her is, is the confidence and kind of the strength and the fortitude and the integrity. And, um, you know, just, it's a practice to cultivate that within yourself, you know? And I think that's what she taught me also, that it's not something you're necessarily born with. You, you cultivate these things. And, um, uh, yeah. I think the word I would, a catalyst her her passing yeah. is a catalyst mm. and, and I'm, I'm sure she'd want it to be that way too. Cause she wouldn't want to just, you know, she'd want, because that's what she wanted it for everybody to step up yeah. and take the lead, you know, do what, come here, you know, your mission, you know, it's in there somewhere. And I think she would say, fake it until you make it, you know, just get out there and do it. And maybe you'll find you find it along the way. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And she truly went out like a shooting star. I oh, mean, absolutely. absolutely. She was fully alive when she died. And that's how she, she gave us that quote right before that. Um, yeah. yeah. When death finds me, may I be truly alive. And she yeah. was. Mm-hmm. That's so true because I, I see it all over social media. You know, the day was announced, everything just blew up. There was all these, uh, beautiful like forwards everybody was putting it in their stories and they were forwarding each other's stories and there was like this big love and I said wow I mean um I and here I was in tears but it was like a mixture of feeling really sad and also feeling really happy for all the love and I didn't know what I was crying <laughs> you know about whether yeah. I was sad that she passed I was so happy from the love it, it was it was in that way. And the, the day that I found out, I remember there was a certain time where I, it was definitely in the morning where I, I was shocked. And also I felt like, oh my goodness, now what am I going to do without her? Because, you know, I've, I've just, she's just been, you know, the person that's been guiding me for the past two, three years. And then I'm thinking, oh goodness, I feel so lost. Right. And, and then I, and then I decided, okay, I'm, I need to eat. So I'm having my breakfast. Right. And then um, my friend sent me um, a soundtrack. So I, I had told him, you know, um, Guru Jagat has passed and I'm so upset. So he sent me something to cheer me up. And I said, oh, I don't want to listen to any music right now. I, you know, I just can't, but then I'm eating and then I'm listening to the music. Right. So we were watching Bridgerton the night before, Right. And then um, he sent me a soundtrack, you know, for it to cheer me up. And I'm listening to the soundtrack half heartedly. And then 
And then I looked, I happened to look at my phone and then I see on the screen that the photo of the soundtrack, right? And then, and then I burst into tears because I could hear or I felt like Guru Jagat has sent me this message. So what, what it was, was um, um, the songs from Taylor Swift, it was a remake from, from Bridgerton and it was called Redux. And it's, it's a, there's a photo of a mountain and then there's the word Berlin. So when I saw Berlin, I thought Guru Jagat. And then I saw dot dot Redux. Redux is making a comeback. So I had left my, um, the corporate world in 2017. 2018, I was plowing through my entrepreneurship and working for myself. I burned out. And I have been slowly trying to make that comeback. And I haven't really done that comeback for real yet. So when I saw Berlin, I equate that with Blue Jagged because she had broken her ankle in Berlin. I saw Redux make that comeback, see that mountain. And then the, the title of the song is The Wild, Wildest Dream is the title of the song. So I felt like her message to me was make that comeback and climb that mountain and achieve your highest dream, which is my mission. So I burst into tears. <laughs> after that just just seeing that and then you know I called my friend I said oh my god I just you know I think Guru Jagat just sent me a message and then he said through the song (laughs) 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 yeah and then ever since then um I didn't have the the fear because there was a fear of me just coming coming back out there and being more visible, you know, um, that intense fear was not there. There is still that fear, but it's not as intense anymore. And if it's still there, I said, okay, so what, you know, I, I need to get out there. There was, I felt like that urgency, it's time for me to get out there, you know? And and, and I, I know, you know, maybe some people may not like my work, some people may may like it, but okay, I'm, I'm putting it out there, you know? I. I, I've seen, you know, how how the, the way Guru Jagat had, you know, had her mission, and then she was an integrity of it. I love that, and, and that's what I want to do for myself. I can't wait to see what you do. <laughs> You'll have to keep me posted, you know, and definitely. But yeah, I'm. I was surprised a little bit how mo- emotional I got because I kind of felt. And I still kind of feel like somebody that was looking from the outside in because I hadn't been around that long. So I kind of felt, you know, and so I was surprised um, how emotional I got because, um, you know, I know death is not the end. I'm sometimes a medium. I've had people talk to me that have crossed over. So it's not you know, I'm not that fearful of it or anything or, or feel like it's something we shouldn't, shouldn't be afraid of. And, um, you know, yes, we're going to mourn, but, you know, it's not something that should drag us down. You know, we shouldn't fall to the depths because we lose, we lose some, we love someone we love, we lose a beloved because they want us to continue you know, they want us to continue our lives. They don't want us to, you know, stop our lives because they're not with us anymore. So I was surprised at 
how much I didn't realize how much she was affecting my life until she crossed. Then I realized, whoa, you know, only through the screen, right? But I'm still through the screen. I'm really good at picking up on people, you know, especially if I can see the face, see how they talk and the nuances. I'm, I'm good at picking up. And I could tell she had integrity. I could tell that was like the core of her being was integrity, purpose, and she was very compassionate. And that's all I really needed to know because that's when I want to learn from somebody, that's what I need. And I don't need somebody to be bigger than life to learn something from. You know, I learned a lot from my my pets I've had over the years, I learned from everything. There's always a teaching and something, but she had a way to really get into your heart. If you were open enough, she had a way to really touch your heart. And that's what I loved about her is that in retrospect. And also um, the teachings, um, call it, it's kind of hard for me. I, I come from the computer age, but yet I kind of remember before the computer age. So when people call something a technology, it's kind of like, what? What do you mean, technology? But what they're, they're actually talking about is the way that yo the Kundalini Yoga works through the body and works through the system. It's, it is type of technology or a system that, you can learn to use and work for your, you know, benefits your whole being, not just, you know, one segment of you, you know, it's, it encompasses everything. So, um, yeah. Anything else you, you ladies would like to add? Oh, there's so much that could be said. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much, she had so much wisdom and, um, so many teachings that it's, it's hard to, you know, just wrap something up in, in, you know, even like an hour conversation, we can't even get to the core of, of, of it. We can get to a couple little points and what, what it meant for us and, and everything, but her mission and her, um, her wisdom was, was so deep. And I feel like it touched every part of life. She had relationships, she had beauty and radiance and she and business oh my god what a wealth of knowledge for business yes. and oh my gosh leadership and so and I I'm only at the surface of the iceberg and I am just so excited to you know I'm and grateful as you were saying for the library that she's left us and um excited to you know go back and do a teacher training even you know just watch one of her old ones and um that's what I'm really looking forward to. Melling? I, um, I'm actually grateful the way she kind of put us together like this, because otherwise I think the three of us would not, would not be doing something like this. We would not have gotten together. Right. Yeah, yeah we, we wouldn't. And just be talking about her Kundalini yoga, but more importantly, we're connecting. And we're connecting because we're feeling our heart is open. There's a lot of love. Um, and I think this is what she had wanted, you know, even when she was alive, right? She was the always- creation there. culture, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. 
And I, I, I feel emotionally fulfilled just, just from this conversation here today. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Heidi, for, for, for this idea. Yeah, me too. This has been a beautiful personal way of closure uh, and not even closure because I, I know it still goes on, but um, just an important part of, of grieving of anyone's loss of family member. It's like, I like to, you know, you reflect back and think about the good times and everything they gave you. And she really gave us a lot. And she, I, I agree meowling. I think her community came a lot closer and, and we're all kind of, um, you know, woven together more so now. Yeah, I think so too. I, I feel I'm feeling the connection a lot more. And I don't think I, I mean, I started this podcast with my friend, Joyce. She's, she said, you, you know, this is more important. You were involved with this and she wasn't. So she said, I'll, I'll let you take, take and do this special one. And uh, I don't, think I would have stepped up to the place if I hadn't been involved in the leadership society because I'm like I'm not a leader right mm -hmm. I'm not and and I'm like well maybe I found my way to this because I am a leader and I need to act accordingly and we need leaders now we need um, yeah this, this time has rocked my core these last couple of years, I'll just say it like that has rocked my core and we have a lot of rebuilding to do. And we, we need leaders with good solid ground under them that can make really smart and informed um, decisions. And yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna end now and um, and I've just been touched. I appreciate you. Like in the beginning, I said, you know, accepting the invitation to speak about this because it's important that we move forward as community and keep building community. And then we can rebuild from the Piscean to the Aquarian because we're kind of in between in my my thinking and it, the definitely the energies are here for us to start really building the new Aquarian age. And I want to leave the world a hell of a lot better place than it is right now. And so that's my mission and connect people to, to the, so I'm going to ask you, what's your legacy? My legacy I want to be is to leave, to help people connect with the earth in a better way and realize she is truly our goddess, our mother. That's mm -hmm. my mission. And then so connecting people too, I think is, part, is obviously part of that too. Okay. Now I'll ask each of you and then we'll end. What's your mission? Yelling, you go first. This is a tough one. <laughs> I don't have this answer ready. <laughs> so I, um, it, it actually was just this week when I figured out what my legacy is. It, it took a while to, to, to figure out. It took me um, actually four years to, to figure out my, what my legacy is. And then when I wrote it down, uh, it, it took only five minutes to write down, but it took me four years to actually arrive there and actually feel good with, with the mission. Before I had all sorts of things, but um, it, I didn't feel it was aligned with, with my body or it didn't feel good. But this one actually does because I, I actually practice this. Um, so my mission going forward is really to practice joy through gratitude, 
So I help others generate joy through the practice of gratitude. So that, that's really the, the basis of, of my classes. There's gonna be a really strong gratitude theme to it. And I, I've been having a lot of fun just putting out the classes and, and facilitating it. So, um, and w when I did that, I said, wow, this feels really good in my body. This is it. <laughs> this yeah. Is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I have to good. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, your classes are phenomenal. You really <laughs> Thank nailed you. it. I've done what you from experience. That yeah. class set me up for the day. I was in a good mood all day. Nothing could bring me. I was in a good mood all week. I <laughs> I didn't expect that I would have such a such a reaction to your class. Yeah. It was a oh. really lovely class. Yeah, I highly recommend. Yeah, the combination yeah. of the yoga and the journaling, it was great. That, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it took a while for me to arrive there myself and to, to, to feel good or to feel, um, to, to embody it, I guess, to like fully step into, into it. You know, before, usually I tend to shy away from it. Oh, um, you know, I, I don't want to step into that leadership position or to facilitate. I tend to shy away or play small. Mm -hmm. But then, um, you know, after Guru Jagat's death, I said, you know what, there's there's no time. You know, right. there's, there's no time playing small. There's there's no time in, in all these excuses that I have running in my head, you know, and I just you know, did it. And then I said, Oh, yeah, I felt good in my body. And this is my mission. And as soon as I made that decision, I felt relief. It was like this, this, this weight, you know, that was on me for the past four years, the pressure of what is my mission? What is my mission? What is my legacy was was at the back of me, you know, just, I felt like it was haunting me in some way. And then once I got it out, I said, Yes, I, I, I'm done. I know what my mission is, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can like you go, I can anchor this to the earth. <laughs> and, and that, yeah. Exactly. yeah, exactly. And I, I was, and it can take a lifetime. I've always known my mission had something to do with the earth, right? Okay. And I don't mean that lightly. It's awakening people to realize they're on a planet and that this planet is just as important as the rest of us. And I, I don't think I've done that yet. And so that's what this podcast is really about is awakening that connection. And so I, st I don't know how it's going to be done. Um, but I know yeah, I can, in retrospect, I, I can see how I've, I've touched people, you know, and, and people are part, we are part of this planet. So touching people is definitely very important. And Amanda? Well, Heidi, I mean, I have to say, well, first of all, I want to say that both of you, I need to ask about your, um, you need to guide me through some, some legacy setting um, <laughs> journal prompts or whatever you guys did, because I'm still um, nailing mine down. But I, you know, but Heidi, I really resonate with the, with the earth, the connection to the earth. I mean, all my work is, um, the work I've dedicated my career to is, landscape architecture i'm an arborist it's mm. all very earth-based um earth earth and people um and equity and um yeah. how do we advocate for the earth and how do we have a symbiotic relationship that is truly supportive of um of people of of you know of a healthy society um 
So it's, it's somewhere in there. I gotta, I gotta kind of get the verbiage down, but, um, yes, mine is also, I'm very much on the earth path. So I would love to, we could, uh, probably talk for a while Heidi I'd love to talk it sounds like it exactly I think the three of us could very easily yeah yeah. say many blessings to everybody I hope you listen this I enjoyed me chatting with these ladies over Guru Jagat and I know you're out there somewhere listening to us (laughs) Miss Guru Jagat and we love you and thank you for leaving such a legacy and showing us how to live a destiny. Bye-bye. Thank you, Heidi. Thank you. Bye. Bye.